The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. Another 30 minutes of good from the EP Podcast starts right now. We have one of the organizers behind this weekend's Southside Irish Parade joining us later on. The latest and greatest of what's going on in Evergreen Park. Hannah and I, though, are joined by our first guest right away. He's already made his entrance. Sitting down here at the Nine Foot Homemade Oak Bar, the moment he walked in the door, he made a beeline to the uh, now-returned Hannah. Like, I was like... (laughs) He walked right past you. Like I was chopped liver for crying out loud. Mark Marzullo's here. She's a little prettier than you, so. (laughs) He comes walking right in. He's like, oh, it's so happy. I'm so glad to have you back. This guy's been running this show while you were going into the ground. You know you go to the women first out of respect. Now, come on. Come on now. Look at how she brought up it. Come on I know, I know. All right, so Mark Marzullo's a village trustee. If you don't know that, you must be living underneath a rock. Uh, He's a, a very nice guy who stops by every once in a while to hang out with us. How are you doing? Uh, everything's beautiful. Never yeah. had a bad day in my life. Yeah, I, it, it's the same answer every time. I'm waiting for the no, first every, time. Everything, to, everything's Chris, great. it's been a crappy week, and I'll be like, oh, things nah, are bad. You know, it's it's been it's been great. I'm I'm a I'm a blessed human being. I, you know, wonderful town, wonderful family, great grandkids. I'm blessed. You know, Mark Marzullo, every guest, everything on the show brought to you today by the First National Bank of Evergreen Park, our proud sponsors. They invest in the EP community. After all, they love this area as much as you do. Plus, their total access checking account gives you free ATMs nationwide. Whichever one you use, if they charge you a fee, they put the money back in for you. And you also get a $300 bonus when you open that up with qualifying activities. Right now, the statement saving special over there is 4% APY. An 11-month CD at 4.2%, 4.25 if you go 17 months. You can see all the details at bankevergreenpark.com, but stop in and see them. It's where I bank. It's where my business banks. It's where my kids bank. Over in that iconic building right on the corner of 95th and Pulaski with the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. It's it's weird to me. Like I was like, I want to have him in. I haven't had him in in a while. And I was like, like, we're going to sit down. I got a few things that I want to ask him today on, on the show. Mm-hmm. But it also struck me that everything's so smooth now. Like when you first started coming on this show, what, we got hit with a pandemic. We've had an election occur mm-hmm. while we were down here. We've had all these different, like, you know, changes, new businesses and things coming into the in the Evergreen Park. And it's like, this is the smoothest it's ever been. He's running unopposed. Did you notice this? Things ah. are so good. Things are so good. Nobody wanted to run against this man for village trustee. Well, I did catch your podcast. We had uh, Lorraine Swanson on, and she was confused that we didn't have any opposition either. But uh, I think some of the answers that you gave her and and she surmised was that everyone's pretty happy. Yeah, I would think. I mean, it's so it was interesting to me because I remember thinking to myself, like, okay, last time we did this, but there were like three people who ran for trustee that weren't incumbents. And so it was a crowded field, right? Poor Norm was probably sweating during that, right? <laughs> well, you know, you had a, you had a new mayor, and uh, that brought a lot of attention out there, right? Yeah. Uh, the trustees' races are traditionally kind of quiet. Uh, I, I've been very blessed, and um, that you're not on the mayor. Twenty-eight years or twenty-six <laughs> years, I've only had one opponent. That's amazing. I, I, do you always fall 
where it's not the mayor or yes. Yeah, so right. it's it's it always runs three trustees by themselves and ever then two years, then it will be three trustees, the clerk and the mayor. So in the end, and I you just almost, fell into that when, yeah, when I got appointed. Fly, you just get to fly under the radar. Well, the person I uh, passed away that I got appointed to his position and they go, that's his chair. That's where you sit. There you go. So you don't have a choice. <laughs> you, know, you don't want an essay or an essay. Whoever croaks, you get that chair. So, uh, you know, I, I ask people for, for questions they may want to ask you. Again, this indica- I remember that when I've done this before, I get like a ton of them. There were very few. Again, I think that people are relatively calm in the, in the village, but I do flip around in the social media and stuff like that. I've noticed there's an awful lot of folks that are, are curious about like, like, oh, I heard a noise last night or the police were going up the street and they were over here, or my security camera watch caught somebody riding down the street really fast at three o'clock in the morning. There's a, there's a new Facebook group. That's like a neighborhood watch group that I know didn't even exist about a year ago. That's popped up. I mean, there's interest in, you know, what's going on in the village and, you know, police action. Is the village ever considered the idea of like police blotter or something that just kind of like, because I know we get the notifications. I know we get like the things it's like, you know, if there's something serious, I can get a phone call and there's a way to get on a list where you can get that. Right. But is the, is the village ever thought like, you know, just a little thing that's like, by the way, that noise you heard wasn't a big deal because it seems like people get whipped up in their own imaginations about what's going on. There's so many things that go on that if, if you went and reported everything, it would almost be impossible to, for example, um, there's a domestic disturbance, and everybody wants to know about a dis- domestic disturbance. It's nobody's business. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry. There's I already to- know where yeah. it is. Can we bring up- if and- I'm on Facebook, I know it was near Pete's, right? right? right. It was near Pete's. And, and I'll tell like- you what, <laughs> our police department will definitely in a, will inform people when they think there's a danger to the community, period. And you know we have the reverse 911. We get the word out. Don't come out of your house. We do any things. But if they don't perceive a danger to the community, they don't, they don't do the reverse 911. They don't talk to the people. Um, what their policy is, it's, 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 it's strictly what the police chief wants to do. He's done a fine job. I don't question why his policy is that. I think it's good because I, I just think everybody yaks about everything. And then it snowballs. It's going to go from a domestic disturbance to the guy had an atomic bomb. You know, it yep. just snowballs. Well, I mean, and it's always like my, my wife always talks about what she loves about Evergreen Park and the Southside area is that she was from Wheeling, West Virginia. She grew up in a small town. She's like, this is a place that's got like, you know, in the metropolitan area, over 10 million people. And yet where I live is like where I grew up. It's a very small town. And but on the flip side of all of that, like, you know, people are get very curious. And they like to talk to each other. And there's nothing wrong with it. To be honest with you, I'd rather live in a town where people are like, what happened last night? Yeah. Or like, you know, or, or, or pe- neighbors are paying attention to who's walking down the street and things. But on the other hand, it's impossible, I would think, for any village, especially on the south side of Chicago, but in any metropolitan area across the country, to be crime-free, to not have a... Otherwise, you wouldn't need police, right? So there's going to be things that are going to happen. Yes. And does crime happen here? Absolutely. But does it happen, you know, like it does three miles away? Absolutely not. We have very small disturbances. We have, you know, and, and, you know, occasionally there happens to be a major crime. And our guys handle it and our guys tackle it. Why we don't broadcast it out and tell anybody in the neighborhood? I don't think if there's a perceived uh, threat to the neighborhood, I think that it doesn't need to be out there. Right. I mean, as a Cook County dispatcher, I know that, you know, when there is a major crime, suburbs reach out to the South Suburban Task Force. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they would have to call, especially when I was a supervisor, they would have to talk to me if I was in the room. 
Evergreen barely ever came up. Like, I always loved that, right? Like, I all the other suburbs, I would hear their names a lot more than I would hear where I was at. So I always liked that. Like, I mean, yeah, I have a negative, and I really, Hannah, I have a negative opinion of every suburb because I've heard all of their worst. Yes, you have. You've heard, <laughs> you've heard things people don't want to hear. It's like working in news. Like, only a fraction of what's on the news is what we actually hear about. I see the neighbor concern, and I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but I do think that you can get yourself kind of wrapped up in the regular everyday police things that happen because it's happening in Oaklawn and it's happening in hometown. It's happening. And you're saying if something major happens, we're going to tell you about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. But there's so many little things that go on. I mean, I, and I understand people want to know about everything. I don't. I just don't, think they, I just don't think they need to know little things that are going no. on. That, you know, like domestics and, and, and the, just minor incidences. Yeah, if there's a murder or shooting or there's someone on the loose... Absolutely, the police do their duty, and we do the reverse nine ones and inform the community to to lock down and stay in our houses. But those are far far and few between in our community, and we're very lucky. That's due to the di- diligence of our police department. They're just phenomenal. I think people think a lot more goes on when they see it because we send four squads to something. That's an indication of having enough police officers that can cover it. Sometimes the cars are so spread out and the state police are like that. Mm-hmm. And there's certain police departments where they don't have enough that one car is going to something they should have four cars for. Right. Here, when you're, they're able to back each other up, what that does is create a safer, a safer scene. Okay. I believe so. Because, because I think when you have more of a presence that's there, there's less of a chance that things get out of hand. There's more yeah. control of the situation, and that's probably a good thing to have back That's up. exactly a correct analogy. Exactly a correct analogy. And when people see three or four squads, they say, oh my God, something terrible is going to happen. I was going to say, then no. you got the people that are freaking out because they that's see Evergreen Park. three or four right. squad cars. Right. That's just <laughs> like, that's why the, are there so many? Look, look, I want to win every battle. Send them all. <laughs> the bad win guys, every battle, right? The bad guys know <laughs> we've got guys out there, and we're gonna, we've got more. More than one, you know, Chicago's so overwhelmed, they can't do anything. Right. We had a, a former police chief here named Norby, Norby Smith, and when I first came into politics, he just said, listen, I'm going to tell you one thing. When a person doesn't feel safe, it's the end of your neighborhood. Right. They'll leave. Wow. They will leave to protect their family under any circumstances. So your number one priority as a village board member is to keep your community safe. That's your number one goal. That should be any governmental institution is to keep your neighborhood safe. Because without a safe neighborhood, there's nothing else. Yeah. What good are the schools and what good are this if you have crime and it's it's a terrible neighborhood? None of it matters. A balanced budget, none of it matters. Crime is the number one and we keep our thumb on it pretty heavy. Village trustee Mark Marzullo joining myself and Hannah down here at the Nine Foot Homemade Oak Bar and the EP podcast. We're also going to be talking with one of the organizers from the Southside Irish Parade coming up this weekend. A big week, big month, really, on the Southside. March is always fun. Also want to remind you that if you've been injured at work, you're going to need a team that will do what it takes to fight for your rights. The insurance companies only care about one thing, the bottom line. At the law offices of Parente and Norum, their team has the experience, dedication, proven results it takes to get you the care and compensation you deserve. They've also recovered over $425 million for their injured clients and loved ones. For a free case evaluation, EP Podcast listeners, you can call or text them today, 312-641-5926, or visit pninjurylaw.com. We always talk about new business when you come around. I think the new car dealership that's going in is a big deal. We did get comments on that. Some folks are always a little bit nervous when there's a big change. That's a big thing moving in. The thing I see about change is I see a place where two places have been before since I've been here. 
It used to be a gas station. That was this, and now it's this. So change is a constant. If you don't change and you don't upgrade, your suburb is just going to be destroyed, and it's going to be a ghost town. And that's not what we want. Uh, we have businesses vying to come in Evergreen Park. That Subaru dealership was a home run. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that was, huge. Yeah. that was huge. I mean, they want to do business in our town because they know we're very business-friendly type of well, government. Well, if, here's the thing. Correct me if I'm wrong. Whatever anybody purchases in Evergreen Park, Evergreen Park gets a percentage of something on any kind of sales that happen in, in Evergreen. Well, we, we, of course, you have your, your sales tax, which right. you get a little piece of that. And we also have what's called home rule tax, which is another half a point, I believe. Okay. so On the backside of all the tax. So there's a big difference between somebody going and buying a burger and somebody going and buying a twenty-five dollars to $45,000 car. Yes, we get, because a, little, there's a bigger, we get a good piece of that action. You're getting, you're getting a bigger amount of money that comes in with a place that's selling something that's at a high price. So that's probably very good for tax dollars. The, the great thing about the car dealership is that every municipality fights for a car dealership. They wanted to come to us. But that's the thing that villages will all fight for? Absolutely. There's some huge uh, tax dollars in car sales. Is there, is there, like, are there down... False. I mean, like, that's the thing. I only asked the question because to me, I'm not concerned. I also don't live next to it. Right. But I mean, like, I mean, I would imagine they're going to, they're going to be servicing cars. Right. So, but there's rules behind how they service cars. But I know that Evergreen, like the auto zone, I remember years ago, I went in there and I was like, can you guys do this for me? And they're like, well, there's rules in Evergreen Park. You can, you have to go to a different auto zone because Evergreen doesn't like us, doesn't want us to act as mechanics out here. So there had to be, there there must be a reason for they that. They all know the rules. Every, you know, everything's going to be indoor. It's like a regular car dealership. You right. Know, and, and Subaru's high end. Yeah. You know, it's, it's high end. But like when we got back to uh, uh, the auto zone things, you know, when they started out, people were in the parking lot putting on windshield wipers, doing this, throwing garbage on the ground. We said, that's not happening. That's not happening. We gave you guys a chance to police yourselves. You didn't do it, so now we're stopping it. Oh, so that's how that goes. Just See, I, I just thought it was like one of those things like we're just not going to no, have mechanic shops in here or something yeah, remember, like that. Yeah, remember, when these, when these uh, businesses first came in, we didn't know much about them. Our auto Zone, you know, used to be a little place called Capital Auto uh, next to where uh, Bert Olison's offices are on 95th Street. That used to be a, a, a auto parts place. Okay. Uh, so that's what, yeah, little mom and pop stores. Also, you get this big conglomerate coming in. We don't know. And they come in there and they start making a mess. And we says, okay. Stop. <laughs> Just like a kid. They start making a mess. They start making a mess. Stop. You better start cleaning up your toys or Set we're going to stop their this. <laughs> but yeah, and, and we run a tight ship. That's the way we believe it. You know, if you want to do business in our town, don't make it look like a dump. Because it's Easy no enough. good for you. It's no good for us. And they've pretty much adhered to that, and they, they've done great jobs at AutoZone, and their sales are very good. So so you have some practice when it comes to the Subaru place because yes. of the fact that you, you you understand this is good, this is bad. And, you know, you are, you know this, is a, this is a big fish. I mean, for sure it is. It's, it's a, a huge big, fish. It's a huge fish for it to come in. But, you know, I think that going back to what we talked about at the beginning when you sat down here, and that's the small town feeling, and there's nothing wrong with that because, again, people are looking outside their their doors and keeping track of my kids when they're walking on the street, just like I am. But on the other hand, you can get yourself wrapped up in what could go wrong and without remembering that the village has a history of being able to handle it. Part of the thought, part of the issue was in the beginning, people said, oh, the traffic it may bring. Well, of course, it's not going to bring that much traffic, but... When that was a full-fledged bank, it was called First National Bank of Evergreen Park. This is before all, any electronic anything. Every Friday. Now, they, oh, they, they had, had seven lanes there, I think. Oh, okay? yeah, I remember when you go and by when, that. And, and this is the days when you got a Social Security check. It came in the mail. There was nothing electronic. So on Social Security Day, all the seniors would be there lined around the block. 
on Fridays, everybody would take their paycheck, go there. There was cars up and down Utica everywhere. Yeah. So this is really low impact considering what used to be there. <laughs> See, it's perspective. That's why it I bring is, you down exactly. here. I bring you down here for perspective. Well, yes, right? and it was an empty building, and you're like scratching your head, and like, well, who's going to take this? And uh, you know, this was done by uh, our uh, Jim Sexton got this going, and Ed Cloessy, our, our our building commissioner, got this going, and and Kelly Burke took the ball and ran with it, and uh, it's going to turn out to be beautiful. Really happy for it. High holiday coming up here on the south side. The parade, it 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 kind of skirts the very corner of Evergreen Park, but it's not actually in it or down Western Avenue. Like they're setting up, they're setting up at 99th and, and Western, right? right? But they're 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 all in Chicago. But you're gonna get a lot of EP residents that walk over there. Do you go partake? Do you, do you walk up there and go and go hang out on uh, on Those Western? Those days are in rearview mirror, pal. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that thing too many times through blurry eyes. <laughs> So I'm good. I mean, I remember when you guys tried to like uh, imply like, oh, we'll we'll take it when they shut it down for a couple of years. I thought that was always funny. Well, I think Mayor Sex was just trying to bust her chops a little bit. On that one. <laughs> just a friendly, just a friendly. Uh, you know, he's an Irish guy. He wants a parade. He says, "Hey, why should we stop? We're gonna have a park." And they weren't too happy over in Beverly. I no, can I'm tell sure they didn't right like now, that. I'm sure they didn't he like. He was all that. friendly with him, so you know, he, they all took it in jest. So, um, you know, you you look ahead at the calendar. And I look at like, you know, I know summer becomes just a fun time to be in the EP. Uh, I know the fall. I was just I just had uh, Dan Doyle in here who's talking about his garden and art walk that he wants to put together in the fall. And he's already preparing for it. But he has to think to himself, like, man, it gets busy in Evergreen in the fall. I got to find a weekend where I can do this, where it's not going up against another major event. When you look ahead on your calendar, anything big that you sit there and you say, yeah, we're planning a vacation or planning a trip or we've got something going on, but I want to be in Evergreen Park for this. You know, I think it's the usual things that we do. I mean, last year we introduced the, um, it was kind of like a day in the park when uh, Mayor Burke put the food, the food trucks. trucks in yeah, there. Yeah, that, that was a great was idea. And that was huge. Yeah. yeah. We, <laughs> listen, I said. And middle of the week was smart too because people disappear on the weekends. And that was the thing. Like a middle of the week thing, like a Thursday night, I think it was. Yeah, it, was it was a Thursday, perfect yeah. Short, yeah. When they said like, during the week, I go, ah, this is going to be a bust. This is going to be no good. Now, this is a guy that said Pete's was going to be a bust, okay? <laughs> did you really? <laughs> what? Now, I'm a business guy, and I'm looking at this guy, and I go, he bought this, he did this, he did this, he did this. I said, there's no way he can afford this thing. There's just Now, I don't know anything about the grocery business, okay? Right, right. But I'm like, this is impossible to make a dollar in this thing. Well, boy, do I look like an idiot, because he, he does very well there. So when the mayor floated this out, I'm like, I had a weekday. And then she said, okay, the trustees are going to be... Uh, the bartender. So we had two cases of beer and we had oh, some, man. it was so funny. Some Deacon Mark Phelan, another trustee was just walking back and forth, carrying Scotty cases. Scotty T. Lander, works for the rec department, must've made 15 Benny runs. <laughs> it was crazy. Because they love the drink liquor in Evergreen Park. Okay. And they love the food trucks. And it, when it was all over with, I went to every food truck. I go, I got to eat something. Yeah. I didn't eat dinner. They go, we're sold out. Klein Park or Circle Park, depending on what you like to refer to it as. I love how the parks all have multiple names. Like people will be calling uh, James J. Sexton Park 50 Acre Park for 20 years because that's just how people people get their name of it in there. And I every time I have to reference it, I have to like use both names whenever I do these Mm -hmm. things now because people call it different things. But that park was full of people on a Thursday. Like I thought you might get like some people that hang out on the grass right near where the community center was. There was a moment where I looked across that field 
And they were all the way across it to the baseball diamond on the far side from the community center and where the kids go play in the park. They were down by the by the Mark Marzullo Portageon that he brought up the last time he was here. They were all the way down there. <laughs> My home away from home. <laughs> I mean, like that was I mean, that was a massive. So are we going to be seeing more of those this summer? Yes, that's that's the great thing about Mayor Burke is that, you know, she networks with a lot of different people, a lot of suburbs. She talks to people all the time and she sees some of the things that they do and she tries to implement them in Evergreen Park. Let's give it a shot, see if it works. Yeah. And so far, knock on wood, everything's working. You know, we, we've had different fests in the past. We've moved past those a little bit. Like we said, the day in the park was a constant thing. Kind of moving to different things around. She's, she does the um, uh, end of the year, the Labor Day, with the fireworks and the bands over there in the, in the Jim Sexton Park. I was going to say 50 acres. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're going to do the same thing as me. Um, many different things, and, and, they, and they all have been successful. So there, there's a young lady that's got their heart in the village, and it's great. It's awesome. Great leadership. We're so proud to have her. Building relationships, supporting the community, and service. These are the things that Country Financial stands for. They're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through Evergreen Park. They're neighbors who lend a helping hand and support the fabric of your community, including charitable organizations, sports, financial education, and civic organizations. And since Country is already your neighbor, they want to get together and chat. Call your local country financial representative, Mike Thauer, today at 708-425-1559 to talk about the things that are important to you and how he can help you protect them. We're going to have a little bit more with Mark Marzullo before the show is over. Wrap up with him. I want to talk about a big thing everybody's always asking about. That's traffic safety here in Evergreen Park. The traffic will be shut down along Western Avenue this weekend. Sunday is the Southside Irish Parade Marianne Rowan Leslie is one of the organizers, and she is probably very busy this week, but has time to talk with us. How are you, Marianne? I am great. How are you, Chris? Good. You you are in charge this year. Is that how this works? Is it I'm the co-coordinator. Co-coordinator of a giant parade. Yes, the largest community-based parade outside of Ireland. It is a huge parade. I remember I used to march in it with the Brother Ice uh, band. And we would be in all kinds of different parades. And I know we took a couple of trips to different places. But when you went to the Southside Irish Parade, you were going to walk for a while. Like, that was the one. And it was also the most fun parade to be in. That was the one we all look forward to. It was better than being downtown. But when you went and did it, you were going to be in a parade for a long time. Exactly. Exactly. All the way, well, before 103rd at the staging and then past 115th where the it's the egress. So you have to... It's a little over, what, a mile and a half? How many people does it take to put this thing together? Wow. Well, there are volunteers that we basically work year-round, but it really ramps up a little bit before Christmas. And then after the first of the year till St. Patrick's Day, until the parade day, we meet once a week. So I'd say there's maybe a core of 15 on the executive committee, and then there's probably about 30 to 40 in the regular committee. And then on the day of, we have lots and lots of volunteers. But we're always looking for more volunteers to help. So so how much coordination with the establishments along Western Avenue, the businesses, and then of course, the bars? There's a lot. And the bar owners have been very supportive. Very, a very few specific bar owners have been very supportive of us. You know, like um, McNally's, Mike Cummings at McNally's, uh, Barney Callahan's, Dingers, Cork and Carry. We they allow us to use their meeting rooms to have our meetings. So you know, 
we're there, we're showing our support for them, they're showing their support for us, and it's a um, win-win situation. So it's a lot of coordination, it really is. And uh, the business owners up and down Western Avenue, it's a benefit for them, and uh, a lot of them sponsor us as well. Because it costs a lot of money to have the parade. So, you know, we it's a a hand-in-hand coordination. Um, We do hire security force. We hire um, service sanitation to put portable units all throughout the neighborhood because that was a problem. We try to work with the neighborhood, get feedback, find out what we did right, what we did wrong, and then we try to accommodate everybody to make everyone happy and make it a good event and not like a dreadful event. That thing's like two miles long. How do you make everybody happy? That's impossible. Yeah. Like, that's impossible. I can't make everybody in my block happy. How are you making two blocks happy? So that that's an undertaking right there. That's You're right. I mean, we do solicit feedback from the neighborhood. And believe me, people are happy to give you feedback. So, <laughs> you know, and, and it's everybody's neighborhood. So it is an inconvenience for some, but not all. But it's also a huge, wonderful, big family reunion for a lot of people. I mean, people tell me that they they've had these wonderful family parties that they haven't seen their family in years. And then all of a sudden, especially now with COVID. So we think this year is going to ramp it up really well. Uh, you know, I I have people that I only see on parade day. It's weird, too, when you think about how close exactly. I live to the route. And there are still people parade day, I will see them walk by and I'll be yelling their name and they'll come walking over. And it's just it's it's like and it's the beginning of spring, in my opinion, too. I don't care what the weather's like on that day. That's the beginning of spring. That's it. Do you find this parade, even though it started as a neighborhood parade, pulls the surrounding neighborhoods and like the Village Evergreen Park and uh, over to Western Avenue, you start to see that there's there's even involvement from people that are that are not actual Beverly or Morgan Park residents? I do. Absolutely. I do. I see people coming in that I have known. I went to Macaulay. So I see people from all the way from Orland coming in. And I think that um, it's also good for the businesses in Evergreen Park, up and down 95th Street. There's a couple of places on 99th Street. I think that they also benefit from the spirit. I'm doing air quotes, the spirit of the day. <laughs> Trust me, Border Cullens gets me and my dad in there for a couple hours automatically. Exactly. Irish pub, and it's not that far away. I mean, it's like the perfect place to meet up with dad at some point. Right. Marianne Rowan Leslie uh, sitting down here with me. She's one of the co-chairs. Uh, she's got a big task sitting in front of her. Do you get nervous? For for what? For the podcast? No, 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 oh. not for the podcast. This is easy. Are you kidding me? I made this as easy as I could. You brought me beer. That's oh the trick God. to this. You Sorry. show up, you bring me beer. I'm going to make this the easiest interview of the world. No, no, I meant for the parade. The day of the parade? Sure. Yeah, there's always nervous. some, you know, there's always a wild card. But yeah. we do have, um, like I said, we hired a security service. We've got a lot CPD's of... CPD's still out there, too, of course, all yes, right? The city are. doesn't disavow the parade. Like, Correct. they're involved, right? Okay, yeah. Correct. Okay. And we also have um, off-duty police that we're having, you know, join the parade. Um, there's always, you know, it's an unusual world that we live in, and we have to be, we have to do our due diligence. You got to watch out. There could be a balloon over the parade that needs exactly. to be shot down. You have there no idea. something, and, you know... <laughs> It 
It's now time for your EP podcast, Word on the Street, brought to you by Cool Clouds Vapor Shop. Quitting smoking is hard, and Cool Clouds wants to give you an alternative. A complete taster bar, great CBD products, located in their new location, northeast corner of 95th and Kedzie, right next to where Spoken Vine is going to be opening very soon, I hear. See all they have to offer at coolcloudsvapor.com or stop in and see them at 3148 West 95th Street. Applications for the Village of Evergreen Park Summer Internship are now open. This internship gives students the opportunity to see how local government operates and provides training and resources to help them further their careers. Evergreen Park residents that are a freshman, sophomore, or junior in college are eligible to apply. Applications will be accepted through the 3rd of April. Get more details and apply evergreenpark-ill.com. And a reminder, registration for kindergarten in District 124 begins on March the 13th, so this coming Monday. You can enroll online, d124.org. Click on Parent from the menu bar and then Kindergarten Registration. If you have any questions, just email registration at d124.org. The Office of Citizen Services has put together a great event. Check out Pompeii, the exhibition at the historic Museum of Science and Industry, and then get a great lunch in Chicago's Little Italy. Tickets are $95 for this event that takes place on the 27th of April from 8.30 in the morning till three in the afternoon. You have until March 28th to get your registration taken care of. For more information, stop in to 3450 West 97th Street to the Office of Citizen Services or call them at 708-422-8776. And we're going to bring Village Trustee Mark Marzullo back in for this last part, all brought to you by SidSauce.net, an evergreen park small business where they grow the peppers, make the hot sauces, bottle them, and deliver them to your door. They have a sauce for everybody and for any kind of food you could think of. They're the only hot sauces we have here. We have bottles of them. See what they got at SidSauce.net. And the reason Mark Marzullo is sitting down here is because I want to talk about traffic safety. Like it's the number one thing that everybody in Evergreen Park talks about. People going through stop signs, people speeding. The village is doing a lot too to try to address it. We've talked about it on this show before and I know we see it in the newsletters that go out to the people in the village. I saw this thing on Facebook though. Did you see this? It was a picture of the aftermath, the morning after. A car went over one of those islands in the middle of an intersection that's meant to slow people down, like the roundabout. And you could see they just drove right over the thing. I did see that, yes. (laughs) And you know what? Here's the comfort it gives me. It clearly happened in the middle of the night, and their car was messed up. Trust me, they didn't get away with that. Without a doubt. They didn't get away with that without massive damage and an awful lot of money that they have to spend. And thank goodness it happened in the middle of the night. But it's incredible the way that some people drive. You know, it's nuts. You would go down 97, or that that was 93rd Street, I believe. Yeah, it was 93rd. And into the turnaround? You smashed right into it? Drove right over the turnaround. Booze is a dangerous thing, I guess. (laughs) There's always been traffic issues. I'm going to tell you my favorite story. So I grew up right down the block here in 99th and Millard. Okay. 99th was a little dirt road, basically, with two ditches on the side. Mm. I wasn't even born yet. My dad had the house at 3636 West 99th Street, and he's out on his front lawn, his new house. This is 1955 or 56. Right. He's got two little babies, my brothers, and he's got a pitchfork, and he's working on the lawn. And you lived on 99th. Right on 99th. Like I do. Yes. Okay. You're 30, you're 30 something. I'm 36, 36. Yeah, yeah. So right off of Millard. 
So this Thanks guy for not comes, giving out my address. Here I comes a guy <laughs> flying by, full blast. And my dad, you know, World War II vet. He was younger then. He was crazy guy, crazy Italian guy. Starts yelling at the guy. The guy goes flying by, goes to Lawndale, makes a U-bender, comes flying down at my old man again, screaming, beeping horn, yelling at him. He was a young kid. My dad said he's probably about 16, 17. My dad picked up the fit, pitchfork and threw it at his car and stuck in his t- in, his, in his side of his quarter panel. <laughs> That's awesome. See, but this is the problem with this That's story, awesome. Mark. Those were the good days. Those were the good days. <laughs> and old man always said, I, I wonder what he told his old man how he got those five holes in the side of his car. Oh, my goodness. Can you imagine how that would be reported later on? Like, now if somebody did Oh, now that. you go to prison. They put my old man in prison. Yeah. But at least... I, murder. I, I bet you that guy never never spent through that Never had a guy speed by again. <laughs> they said, old man Marzullo's nuts. Don't go by that house fast. All right, Mark Marzullo, he's a good friend. He's he's a, uh, a village trustee, and uh, he, he does good work, and he comes in here and joins us and, and humors us and talks about the village, and I appreciate it, Mark. You got to laugh. You got to have fun, but I want to thank you guys for the show you didn't promote in Evergreen Park, as you always do, and uh, it's always a pleasure to be here with you guys. Glad to have you. It's the EP Podcast, all things Evergreen Park. It's the E. P podcast Evergreen Park <laughs>